Looking for a guiding hand in your Amazon business? Wizards of Ecom Academy is here for you. Our personalized support system includes unlimited email access to myself and my entire team to help you overcome challenges and strategize effectively. Sign up for an exclusive rate at wizardsofecom.com slash academy. Your personal e-commerce coach awaits. Welcome to the Wizards of Ecom, your no-fluff playbook for online success. Each episode is fully packed with actionable tactics you can implement in your business right now. Take your life to a higher level and excel in your online success. It's time to work on you and your business. Let's do this. Hey, Wizards, and welcome back to the Wizards of Ecom, the podcast where we delve into the world of e-commerce and Amazon selling. I am your host, Noemi, and in today's episode, we dive into the stories and strategies of dynamic individuals who are making a significant impact in their fields. Our guest today is none other than Dustin McClone, a true renaissance man. As the president and CEO of McClone Insurance, Dustin has propelled the company to exponential growth, placing it in the one, in the top 1% nationally in its industry, which is brilliant. His leadership has been instrumental in diving success and inspiring his team to achieve greatness. Dustin is passionate, is a passionate entrepreneur, speaker, and podcaster, and he's also, of course, the co-host of Hustle Nation podcast, sharing insights and inspiration with his amazing audience. Through his coaching business, HustleLeaders.com, he really empowers individuals and teams worldwide to embrace a hustle mindset for breakthrough to success. And also, Dustin believes in the power of people and helping them surpass their own expectations. Without further ado, I give you none other than Dustin. Dustin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Wow, that was a heck of an intro. <laughs> heck of an intro. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Trying to up my in- intro so I can really give to all our guests the most amazing intro as possible. So without further ado, as I was saying, I'm much more the European style. Let's get right into it. Today's topic is leadership, and you really are a multifaced you, you have a multi-faced background and your real commitment is helping other people also achieve success. Uh, could you share in a few words, like to our listeners, some key principles for embracing a hustle mindset to achieve really extraordinary results? For sure. I, I, you know, I think it all starts, and maybe I can take a step back and uh, why this even came about. So uh, I'm CEO of a, a company, husband, father. I was also a, a youth basketball coach. And uh, this, when, as I was taking over as CEO, I was actually having lunch with my wife and we were having this weird conversation about how we could re- release this dormant potential in our business, uh, but also with fifth grade boys basketball team. Right? So it was kind of this weird mix. And what we kept on coming back to was it was hustle, right? You know, if you could get any team to out hustle its competition, you're you're going to win at a higher pace. The problem though was hustle means something that's slightly different to different people, and so it's not until you really teach you know the behaviors that people really know what that means. So you know the example if you've ever been at any youth sporting event, you'll hear a bunch of parents yelling at the kids, hustle, 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 and all the kids are like, I, I thought I was. You know what are you talking about? And it's because it's not until you define those behaviors and 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 coach individuals on what those are that they can truly hustle. And so when it came to uh you know why hustle was built, it really wasn't meant to share with others initially. It was really just meant for our own our own company. But the idea of it was 
what are those behaviors of hustle from a leadership and, and business perspective that frankly, successful people have been using for years to come? And how do we kind of build that framework? So that's really kind of was the nexus of hustle. And, and then we kind of built out the training and framework from there. Love it, love it. And also love how deeply can you go into the, this was the idea, but actually that's a deep concept inside there. So I love that you shared it as well. So can you share your, your perspective on the really essential roles and responsibilities of a leader? Because we are talking about leadership and hustle is only one of those mindsets. Yeah. So you know, that's a that's a big question. We could spend probably hours on it, but I, I would say that one of the things that I, I think is most important for any leader is you have to start with yourself. So it, as I've kind of gone down this path and really tried to figure out what, what does that mean? You know, there's a lot of traits and a lot of behaviors that exist with leaders, but at, at the core, you have, you have to elicit your own, the own behaviors that you want others to yourself. Nobody's going to follow a leader that is telling everybody else to work their tail off, but they're not doing much at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, to me, I think a lot of times as people are trying to aspire to be leaders, they spend too much time thinking about, well, how can I inspire others or motivate others or things like that? Don't get me wrong. All of that's important too. But the simplest thing really is starting with yourself and, and making yourself uh, follow the behaviors and communication patterns and things like that, that you think you want to spread on your team. Because you know the thing that I look at is if you look at any behavior, right? There, there's Behavior, behavioral contagion is like a real thing, right? If you if you ever hang around somebody for a long enough period of time, you start to have mannerisms like them or talk like them, right? I mean, we talk for long enough. Who knows? Maybe I'll have an accent, right? So yeah, <laughs> hopefully not. Hopefully, I will have American, a pure American yeah. accent. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But you know, it's 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 a real thing because it, and it's psychological in nature. And so, if as a leader, if we can start with finding out ourselves, okay, what are what are the key behaviors, key things that we want to do, that we want others to do, and we want it to be contagious, you got to start with doing them yourself. I love that. And I love that you are saying that starting with yourself is actually where you should start. Um, since you've been through the journey and you've been through the one man, I'm wearing all the hats too. I actually have a corporation. I have employees. They are working for me. So my follow-up question would be, how much or when should you apply? Okay, I'm focusing on myself and then whatever I learned, I'm going to pass it up also to my team. So I would say that uh, you never stop focusing on yourself um, because I think one of the challenges some leaders face is they finally get in that role and they stop focusing on themselves. They start focusing on everyone else. Um, and so I think I think it starts you know, really with yourself. Uh, you know, One of the things... You, know, you talk about the journey. One of the most amazing things to me that kind of hit me across the face was when suddenly another one of our leaders repeated something that I said, yeah. which sounds so dumb, right? Like, well, why wouldn't they? But honestly, prior to that, I, I didn't even necessarily think of that. I didn't think of that they were actually listening to what I was saying, right? I was, <laughs> I was more thinking, all right, well, I just tend to say stuff. And then all of a sudden they started to repeat things. And you know, that's when that's when you recognize, all right, you are making an impact because you know they are listening. But but my point of that story is that there there isn't a logical time where you just draw a line in the sand and say, okay, well, now I'm a leader. And so now it's my my time to impart on others. 
I think it's a lot easier to just continue to focus on your, on, uh, yourself and then sharing that, right? Like there's nothing and, and talking about it and not necessarily forcing it on people, but, you know, sharing best practices and things like that. I think a lot of times we downplay the value of our own learnings because we think, well, doesn't everyone just know this? When in reality, as leaders, a lot of times that's why you're the leader because not everyone has gone through that experience and they may learn it, but they just haven't learned it yet. Mm, I love that. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, isn't it? It's like super interesting whenever you say something and you say, okay, that's what I think or like my viewpoint. And then someone else also, hey, that's actually makes sense. And they are going to teach whatever you taught them. And then without actually wanting to teach them, they are going to do the exact same things. They are going to teach other ones. So I, I love that point of view. I think the question, the root of my question came from when we started like around four years ago, something like that, our business, it was really, I'm also into self-development and I wanted to, okay, so we're starting a business, how to start the right way, right? So legally, what are the right actions to take? <laughs> then team-wise, what are the right actions to take? And without even noticing, I kind of find myself to build up a structure, a team, a system, processes that would have handled way more than we currently had, you know? So then I felt that, okay, I do have to step back. And while that was also leadership, like thinking forward and understanding, okay, systems, they do exist. You have to need, uh, you have to understand how to use them and when to let go, you know? So I think that's where from my question rooted, if it makes more sense, if I explain that. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so what I've seen, and this is what we we talk about with hustle, you can talk about hustle and the things part of it, which we can talk about in, in a minute, but it all starts with what you're kind of alluding to, which is clarity of vision. Mm. We, we have to get, and nobody ever nails this perfectly out of the gate, right? It's iterative. You got to continue to iterate and try, try again. But the more clarity you can have around that vision, right? So, you know, to your point, starting, starting a business. Well, the reality is, is if you start a business, it never ends up being exactly what you thought it was when you started, right? Mm -hmm. That that's reality. Everyone iterates their businesses. But if you start with no clarity of vision to begin with, you have no ability to pivot, yeah. whether that be in business or your own, your own development. And what I see, I mean, when you think of how many people, right? Like every new year's people talk about new year's resolutions, right? And I'm going to, this is all the things I'm going to do this year. Well, why does everybody fail within a week? Well, everyone says, well, they fail within a week because they just never really committed to it. And that's some of that's true. Uh, some of it is true because, you know, we know that you're 10 times more likely to achieve a goal if you just write it down anywhere, just yeah. write it down anywhere. You're 10 times more likely to achieve it. But what I've seen is, is the next piece is really the, the biggest thing, which is people will set goals, but they don't tie it to the behaviors to achieve those goals. So, you know, I use the example of weight loss, right? If somebody wants to, you know, lose weight, people, you know, new year's resolution, I'm going to lose 10 pounds. Okay. How, right? Are you just, are you going to starve yourself? Are you going to go to the gym seven days a week? Are you going to, you know, eat differently? Right. Like, what is it? And it, it's not until people define those behaviors and then maybe even the barriers they might have to achieve those behaviors that they can actually achieve those goals. And so when you, when you see, again, whether it be in business or individual goals, starting with that clarity of vision of saying, okay, what is it that I exactly want to achieve? Right? So like, I'm sure when you started a business, 
it was, okay, well, I want to start a business. Well, why, right? Is it, you know, a way of life? Is it, you know, building something your own? Is it making a certain dollar amount? Is it achieving a revenue level? You know, what, what is it? Well, as an example in business, I mean, I, I can't tell you how many businesses, you know, we talk to where it's like, all right, well, you know, what are your goals for the next three years? I want to grow. By how much? Like to what? <laughs> and they're like, well, we don't really know. We just, well, then how can you possibly build the behaviors and the plan to actually achieve it? You know, and, and you may not hit it, right? I mean, if, if the business says I want to grow by 30% next year and they put a plan together and they achieve 27%, is that a failure? I mean, some would say yes. I would say, I don't know. They probably did better than the company that said, I just wanted to grow by something, right? Yeah, so, 100%. Uh, so yeah, I agree that clarity of vision and getting really tight on that. And then from there, it's how do you, how do you go after it? Right. But without that clarity, it's, you know, as I tell people, a lot of people ask me like, uh, how to apply hustle. If you don't have that clarity of vision, all hustle is, is a waste of energy then, right? If, if you equate it to sports, if your hustle is, you know, you're on a soccer field or something like that, and you're just sprinting around the field all day long, achieving nothing. Well, that's, you might call that hustle, but I would say that's just a waste of effort. Right. I love that you put it that way. I do see sometimes that people do call things hustle that are really like waste of time. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, how do you call it? Like Sisyphus, always going up the mountain, always like, you know, mm -hmm. and it's exactly why you were saying, I love what you were saying regarding having a clear goal and setting exactly the way or the, uh, how did you call it? Something would be the the ways how you're going to achieve it yeah the behavior behaviors behaviors, behaviors. Yeah. yeah yeah the behaviors how you're going to achieve it i think that that is what most of the time really we miss sometimes mm -hmm. because or not necessarily really miss that but exceptional people and like okay people that's the difference between them you know like okay For sure. that is my outcome you know because why i'm saying this is i see i see beforehand how i was why as you were saying i had no goals i mean the goal was make $10,000 in revenue, but how yep. unclear that goal it is, you know, it might sound nice or it might sound a goal yeah. for someone who doesn't has a goal, but yeah. how do you achieve those goals and what are the behaviors that you're going to implement? So do talk to us some more about hustle and what the hustle yeah. mindset is and so on. So once you have that clarity vision, hustle is actually an acronym. So okay. hustle stands for hard work, unrelenting, smarter, not just harder, take chances, learn from others and enjoy the process. And, and underneath each one of those, I'll talk about a few of them. You know, there's certain behaviors that people follow, but you know, one of the things you just mentioned, which I think is one of the biggest kind of misnomers is a lot of people, when they think of hustle, there's like a huge, like anti-hustle culture out there. And the reason being is because there's a lot of people that, that translate hustle to burnout, right? Just to your point, just spinning in the, in the gerbil wheel, not really getting anywhere. But yet, if you look at it, again, I always equate this to sports. If you see a like a, a a dedicated athlete hustling, they never get tired. They're they're never burned out, right? Because they love it, right? They love the process. They love everything that they're doing, right? And so, you know, to me, when it when it comes to hustle, this is not about just burning yourself out for the sake of it. Uh, there is there is hard work involved, in it, right? I mean, hustle is not a passive thing either. Uh, so. Like I'll use H as the example. So H H is hard work. Well, the, the the thing with hard work is people define it very differently, 
right? When you say, well, I, I'm working hard, it's kind of even like like hustle, right? Like what, what does that really mean? And I've seen that there's really kind of three things that that lead into hard work. It's, are you putting the hours in, uh, your pace of play and your prioritization, right? And so the idea being is I'll, I'll say, put the hours in, you know, this is one that, you know, blows my mind. So um, I'm, I'm not sure what the global statistic is, but in, in the U S uh, you know, one of call it the badges of honors of like, you know, Hey, I'm working really hard for my career is like 60 plus hours a week. Right. Okay. So no, no, no. In e-commerce it's 90 plus. Well, <laughs> so so just, we, we have like yeah. a, yes, yeah. that's, that's fair statement. Fair statement. So if, if that's the number, right. And that's one we at least have stats on in the United States, there's 38% of people that claim they work more than 60 hours a week at their job. Yet when you actually look at the actual numbers, only 3.4% of people do. Mm-hmm. Well, how is that possible? How, how is it, you know, over 10 times are claiming, and it's because nobody actually self audits, you know, as humans, we kind of, we lie to ourselves and, you know, something as basic as it's something I do every six months, I do a time tracker of myself, right. Of just from when I wake up to when I go to bed for two weeks straight, just every 15 minute increment, what am I doing? And I tell you every time before I do it, I'm like, this is dumb. I am, I'm productive enough. I'm not going to figure anything out. And then as soon as I do it, I always learn something. I'm like, man, I didn't even know I was spending time on that. Is that really driving me to my goals or is that just a waste of time? And so, but the, the key is, is a lot of people think they're putting the hours in quote unquote, but they're not. And there is, I mean, to your point of the 90 plus hours a week, there's a lot of people out there that are, you know, you know, work smarter, not harder. You know, the S in hustle is work smarter, not just harder. And the, the reason being is because the most successful people don't work smarter so that they can go on a beach somewhere. Mm-hmm. They work smarter so they can pour more into their goals so they can accomplish their goals faster and at a bigger pace. Right. And again, that doesn't mean you can never go on a beach. That's I'm not saying that, but you know, the idea being is there's this weird mindset of, well, I'm just going to be really, really efficient. Well, if I work one hour a week on anything and I'm the most efficient person in the world, I'm still going to accomplish nothing, Hmm. right? There's just good things do take time and they do take time, energy, and effort to be applied. And so one is put the hours in two is like pace of play, right? If you've ever worked around somebody where they're just ridiculously slow at doing stuff, right? Some people just are that way, right? Some people are fast paced and some people are slow paced. It doesn't really matter. It's it's hard thing to change, but if you're a slower paced individual towards your goals, you're going to need to put more hours in. It, you know, it's just that simple. And then prioritization, of course, right? Like that's the, you know, running around a soccer field or an athletic field of any sort without really a purpose. You know, what are you actually spending that time and energy and effort on? Uh, and and it's amazing when you when you take just the H of hustle, right? The hard work piece. And you boil it into those three categories, you know, that alone, I think allows a lot of, you know, leaders and then those behaviors into an organization to really explode because there's so many people that those three things, they're not nailing them at all. And if you just start there, it's amazing what you can uncover and and self-reflect for people, right? To say, well, you know, I didn't get that promotion or I'm not growing my business fast enough, right? Or I'm whatever. Okay, well, are you putting the time in? Yes or no? Okay, if I am, am I like, am I just sitting around or am I driving? And then third, what am I focusing on? Should I be focusing on different things? I love it. I I think 
the the reason or the way how you ex explain to me and the reason why i love it is because it gives clarity you know sometimes it's just like because you're doing so much and because they're like they're genuine 90 hours it's not like you're not working and you're working on big like achievements it's because it's a lack of clarity that's why okay what did i do today did i actually work today you know because sometimes yeah. at the end of the day and like and the day it's gone and i've done so so many things but it's like all over the place and it wasn't really like specific this is what i'm going to work on and this, that's the outcome that i'm trying to achieve you know it's like reactive mode maybe for sure probably so love it sure. let's go to the you oh as far as like how to engage things like that um yes so we talked about h and then oh, oh about you yeah yeah, yeah i got it <laughs> Oh, I got it. Not me. You. <laughs> no, <got> yeah, yes. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So that's fair. So the, the you and hustle is about unrelenting, right? So this is really about the never giving up piece, right? And as I tell people, there's so many people that quit right when they're almost there, right? If you, if you picture like a sprinter, a sprinter is running to the finish line at the last minute, they kind of extend, right? And kind of dive through the finish line. And it's because they exert that last bit of energy right at that finish line. The challenge is in life, you don't know where the finish line is, right? And in many cases, maybe there isn't one, right? Um, and so the I, the challenge I see for so many people is they might, they might put in a lot of effort and a lot of hard work, but they give up too soon, mm. right? They, they don't, they don't plow through because they expected it to happen quickly. You know, I, I use the example, if you talk to anybody successful, they'll always have someone along the way that'll be like, man, you're like an overnight success. They're like, yeah, I've been doing it for 15 years. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, I mean, that's just reality. So, you know, the unrelenting, you know, there's, there's, you know, pieces of that, you know, too, which is, you know, around, you know, sacrifice, you know, prioritization in life, right? Like if, uh, if you say something's important, but you don't prioritize it overall in your life, you're never going to probably get there, right? You're going to give up too soon. Um, and so the H and the U to me are really, uh, you know, if you have the clarity, the H and the U, you can really build a foundation on. And there's plenty of people that if you just work your tail off and never give up, I mean, as simple as that sounds, you can accomplish some really good things, right? And you can be a great leader and you can lead great teams and build great businesses and achieve lots of things in life. Uh, from there, the ST and L and E are almost, uh, I call them like cheat codes because they make they really make the the magic in a lot of ways. So like S is smarter, not just harder, right? So, you know, these are things like, um, you know, 80, 20 in your effort, right? You know, the Pareto principle of 20% of your inputs generate 80% of your results. Well, imagine if you could spend more time on that 20%, you know, your, your results are going to be exponential, right? You know, we're finding time for deep work and, you know, things like that to then, you know, T is about taking chances, you know, to your point of starting a business, right? Like at some point you just need to jump. And I know for myself, even, you know, you talked about our podcast when we first started our podcast, I, I was, I was nervous as could be. I'm like, who's going to want to listen to this crap, right? Like who am I to say anything? Uh, but it's, it's at some point you just got to take a chance, right? And, and, you know, how do you take chances and you're going to fail sometimes, but as it, to me, it's never a failure if you're learning from it, right? You just, pick yourself up. You learn from it, move on. You know, uh, L is learned from others in today's world. I mean, you know, you, you know, you and I connecting is a great example, right? Like you, your ability to learn from others in today's world is so significant, right? I mean, from podcasts to anything online to different classes and, uh, you know, you can find coaches and mentors and, you know, there's so many different, different 
avenues that you can just shortcut stuff, right? Like there, there is, there is no reason not to. And then the E is, is really about enjoying the process. So if you look at the most successful people in the world, they enjoy the, the process of getting better, right? It, I think a lot of times people will try to set a goal and the, re- the reason they never actually get it is because they're not committed to the process of getting better. You know, it's, it, well, I want to, I want to achieve a fitness goal. I want to grow my business or whatever. Well, why do you want to grow your business? Well, I just want to make more money. I mean, that could be part of the solution, right? I mean, you're growing a business to make money, right? There's, that's not a bad thing, but it's more so what else is it, right? Because there's going to be times where you're going to be grinding and you're going to be making nothing, yeah. <laughs> right? So how are you going to get through those time, times? Actually, most of the time you're going to get nothing and then it's the big payoff. So 100%. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly okay. right. So, so to me, it's, it, it kind of begins with eight, you know, really it begins with clarity vision, goes through all the way that. Uh, through the word hustle and, and, you know, it's, uh, we refer to it kind of as like a recipe, you know, uh, if you if make a recipe for, you know, a pot of chili or something like that, right. There are, there's thousands and thousands of recipes out there that, that can make a pot, made a pot of chili, but there's certain ingredients that you kind of just have to have. Otherwise it's not, it's not chili. Right. And so the, the same thing, you know, from, from hustle, you know, what we've seen is, uh, you know, if you, if you follow all of the pieces of hustle, I mean, you're going to, you're going to blow through your goals in no time, but the reality is, is even, you know, people that take parts of the recipe, you can really shortcut your success and you can, you know, you can get to a point where, uh, one of the things we've, we've shared lately is, is if we can make it so simple, it's fun, mm-hmm. right? If, if, if the game of getting better and challenging yourself and getting goals and finding those results and celebrating the successes and repeating, you know, if you can find that it, it becomes fun, right? It, it, the, the challenge even becomes fun because you can see what it's going to take to get over that hump. 100%. You know what, like during talking, you said something that it stuck with me and it was how, or how did you became successful? You know, and people, I think they don't realize that being successful, it's a process. So it's a process built on small success, one more small success, one more small success, you know, and Success today can be something totally different from tomorrow. Today's success can be like nothing compared to tomorrow's success. I think like, I, I like that you pointed that out, that it's really a process. It's really the 15 years that I put in, now finally it's paying off. Now you're on my podcast, you know, out of the blue. Exactly, you know? so, exactly. <laughs> right. So this is why I'm saying exactly. like, I, I like, I like how you kind of simplified without oversimplifying. And I love to find content whenever I can to simplify it as much as everyone, everyone can understand so they can apply it without being oversimplified. So sure. hustle mindset, you yes. are the first one that are going to start implementing hustle mindset within your life. How would you take this same hustle mindset and how would you uh, motivate your team to really be engaged and also for them to execute this same hustle mindset? Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it doesn't start by telling them to hustle. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> um, it, really what it starts with is, is uh, you know, some of the things we talked about. Your team has their own goals they want to accomplish, right? In, in life and within your business. And, and so the more you can sit down with them and just understand, okay, what, what are your goals? What are you trying to accomplish? Let's, let's decide those together, 
right? I think a lot of times leaders kind of just say, well, these are your goals. Go get them, right? Well, then there's no buy-in. They don't really know how to achieve them, right? And so then they don't hit them. And then you as a leader are upset wondering, you know, why the heck did this happen? And so I think, you know, the, the, the starting point is really getting the individual to have real clarity. And, and again, getting to that behavioral clarity, because I, I feel like that's so much where people miss, you know, they say, well, go add 10 clients. Okay. Well, what is that going to take? I, I have no idea how to do that. Well, what's going to take is it's going to take a hundred outbound phone calls a week for the next six months. Oh, okay. Well, now I know what I need to do. Now I might not do it, <laughs> right? That's where you want to motivate and inspire and things like that. But if you get it down to that behavior, you know, then it's, it's, it becomes almost like a binary switch to your point. Like it, it gets to be simple. Um, and now what do they say on the phone or how are they attracting the client? Right. There's, there's nuance to all of it, but once you get it down to that behavior, it, it becomes really, uh, really simple. Uh, you know, so, and then, you know, honestly, from there, it, it just builds, right. You know, it, it's, it's mimicking a lot of, uh, solid behaviors. What, you know, we've found to be successful is, is sometimes like the simplest tools, uh, can really have breakthrough results. It's, I mean, it's kind of, it, it's wild. I mean, when I was starting to build this, this was uh, in the middle of the pandemic, I was stuck in my basement. And I was just kind of bored. So we, I started to kind of create videos about this stuff. And it's, it was amazing to me, even watching back the videos that I made all of a sudden it would be like a month later. And I'm like, man, am I doing that? Am I, am I really following that? Like to this goal, am I really doing that? Well, it's again, because it's so easy to fall out of this stuff because we, we tell ourselves stories, right? You know, I'm, I'm too busy to do this, or I can't do that, or I'm, I don't have that skill set, or that's not really me or, you know, all these things. But if you get people to really get focused on, okay, what are really your goals? What are those behaviors? And now how am I, how, you know, how am I going to be committed to go getting them and never giving up? And that's, that's a good start. After 200 episodes, I'm still asking, am I still doing this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But definitely, yeah. I, I resonate with what you were saying. Um, are there any questions I should have asked about the topic that I haven't so far, or anything else that you would like to share or discuss that hasn't been addressed so far? Not really. No, I think. I mean, I think this has been a great discussion. I think you know the the biggest thing I, I tell everyone when you're thinking about you know leadership beyond okay, uh, starting starting with yourself you're not a leader if nobody's following. Right. Yes. And, and there's this thing around leadership, you know, the people talk about like positional power versus, you know, personal power where, you know, positional power is I'm your boss. So this is what you're, this is what you're going to do versus personal powers. I'm not your boss, but, but let's figure out how to do something. And I feel like, you know, in leadership, you know, we, we know that two out of 10 leaders, only two out of 10 leaders are deemed effective by their team. It's crazy. Well, yeah. in a lot of ways, it's because leaders, they lack a framework. They lack a, a structure that they can, of behaviors that they can build on, that they can share. Um, and that then they're not pushing their team to, or forcing them to do certain things just because they're their boss. They're more teaching them, guiding them, coaching them, building them up so that they can accomplish their own goals and then, you know, the goals of the organization as well. Love it. So before we're wrapping up to be super respectful of your time, I do have a few wrap up questions. Sure. Um, 
Can you share a recent investment you made costing $50 or less uh, that significantly improved your leadership skills? Ooh. That's a great question. I'm going to say the microphone. <laughs> Love it. All right. Yeah. Yeah. How do you I, can I, enhance your like approach or results or performance? Talk us. Yeah. So to me, uh, as a leader, um, you know, where I'm sitting today was a big shift for me as a leader where I started to get in front of a microphone or in a camera, even just for our own team. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, certainly externally as well. Um, and the, what we're looking at around here, I mean, I guess I shouldn't know what this microphone costs, but I think it was less than 50 bucks. I mean, uh, certainly the first one I had was probably less than 20 bucks. Um, so yeah, it's a, a small investment, but, you know, get out of your comfort zone and challenge yourself and I get to be here with you and having this conversation. So it's been fun. Love it. All right. I do have a feeling that we're going to have you more often on the show, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Second question is like out of all the books you've read, what are your top three favorites? And uh, would you explain just a bit why these books have had a profound effect on you and how do they influence you and your thinking process or actions? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, so that's a tough one because I, I I love reading books. I'm you know in disclosure I'm more of an uh, audio book guy. Uh, so I'm driving around things like that. I I listen to a lot of audio books. That's perfect too. Um, I do the same. Yeah, uh, one that that really had a significant impact on me was uh, a book called Getting Things Done uh, by David Allen. Uh, David Allen is a huge productivity uh, expert and. Uh, I mean, it's been around for a very long time. I think I first read it probably 20 years ago. I still read it every couple of years, reread it because it uh, it really dives into some really deep uh, productivity practices um, that you know I still use today, right? And it, it 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 gets you to kind of think differently about what you're trying to get to get done. Um, uh, so that's that's an excellent one. You know, one I really like uh, is a book called Good to Great. Uh, by Jim Collins, very popular book. It's been read by a lot of people, but I think, it, or referenced by a lot of people. I don't know that as many people have read it as much as much as referenced it. But you know this this concept of uh, you know really studying businesses and you know two businesses at the same point in time that functionally had the same tools, resources, and talent, and yet one broke through to be great, and the other one either remained good or even you know boiled down and. Uh, you know what, what you see a lot of a lot of the pieces there is it is it ties into people, the right people, um, starting with the right people on the bus, and then figure out a, a place to put them. Um, I, you know, I think a lot of times as leaders we 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 get too lost in hiring people for the technical, mm -hmm. uh, when in reality, culture wins. Uh, you know, all day, every day, um, for sure. Uh, the third one, hmm. I think I'm going to say Purple Cow. Okay, love it. So, so Purple Cow by Seth Godin. Uh, we actually talk about it a lot here as our uh, as a team here. the The idea behind uh, Purple Cow was, you know, if you drive down the road and you see a cow, 
you know, nobody stops and says, oh my God, I saw a cow today. Right. But if you drove down this afternoon and you saw a purple cow, you'd stop, you'd probably take a picture of it. You'd share it. You'd remark about it. Right. And the idea is, is in today's world, you know, it's no longer about average products for average people. It's about, you know, being remarkable, which is, you know, Seth talks about is it's about being so significantly different and better that people want to remark about you. And, you know, I think, you know, as you're talking about even just starting your business, um, you know, I think one of the things a lot of times people try to do is they try to be everything to everyone and that's gone, (laughs) you know, that been there, done that. Yes. It's not fun. (laughs) It's not, it's not. And it's, um, and it, I think it starts with, you know, so many people believe that you need to start with, well, I need the, the biggest market share so I can just get a little slice of it. When in reality, it's, you know take a smaller slice and and just nail that really, really well. You can always add slices if you want later, right? But, you know, own your slice and, and own it uh, to its extent. So, you know, those are uh, all books that I, I go back to on a consistent basis as, you know, kind of guidance and support. But yeah, that's a, t- that's a tough question. I, I could probably, I actually, I think I actually, uh, I actually made a list uh, last year of the top 52 books I recommend because I, I struggled with that so much. I probably should have pulled that list. But it's perfect. It's perfect. Hopefully we'll have it for the show notes though. So we can yeah. share also with our audience. And third and last question for those interested in you finding out more about who you are, um, the hustle mindset and how to yeah. find you, get hold of you. What's the best way for that? For sure. Uh, so I'm very active on LinkedIn. Uh, that's how uh, we connected, right? So uh, certainly that's probably the easiest way. That's how I connect with most people. Uh, but on, uh, on the hustle uh, side, hustleleaders.com. Uh, we have all of our just trainings and offerings and uh, all that sort of stuff there. Hustle Nation podcast, uh, which I co-host with uh, Chris Burns. So certainly th- that's a different way. And then uh, mcclone.com for our, our insurance business as well. So um, lots of different ways, but you know, LinkedIn tends to be kind of the easiest way uh, for most people to connect and always happy to connect and, and, and have conversations like this. Thank you so, so much for being on the podcast and thank you so much for sharing so generously your knowledge. And I do appreciate your time and expertise. And also I thank so much for our amazing listeners out there who are still listening. I want to personally express my heartfelt gratitude for listening to our show. Be good because we'll be back next Wednesday with a new topic for you. Till then, take care, be good. Dustin, thank you once again for being on the show. Thank you. It was fun sharing this episode with you. If you found value in what you've heard, please show your love with a subscribe rate and a review of the show. Until next time.